morning. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth. It's your daily podcast of hope, inspiration, and all things that matter. The issues that matter is what we talk about. I wanted to say a special thank you to those of you who are joining me for the first time. If this is your first time, thank you so much for joining me. And for those of you who continue to listen to our broadcast, I thank you for your support. Thank you for always... uh, listening and tuning in. We're getting great feedback from those of you. I also want to say a shout out to those of you who join me from around the world. I'm always amazed when I look at the analytics and I see who you are and where you're joining me from. So shout out to the folks in Ireland who continue to support me by listening. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And thank you to the folks in Johannesburg and in uh, other parts of South Africa and in Namibia, in Bangladesh. Thank you. Thank you. And for those of you in France, that that truly is an honor to hear and to see that you're listening. Thank you for allowing me. I know there are so many other platforms and so many other speakers that you could listen to, but thank you for tuning in anyhow. Uh, So today on our show, and as usual, if you want more information about who we are, who I am and what I do, please go to my website, HarrietKamuk.com. That is H-A-R-R-I-E-T. C-A-M-M-O-C-K dot com. There you can find information about me on the books I've written, which are available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And you can also find more information on the subjects that we do. So thank you so much. We're available on all social media platforms, LinkedIn. So if you're on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn. If you're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat even, Go figure. My kids told me I had to have a Snapchat years ago. And it's like one of those things you never paid any attention. And suddenly you start paying it attention and you realize about a hundred people had started following you anyhow. So thank you so much for tuning in. So today I want to talk about the opportunity cost, the opportunity cost of the choices that we make. And I want to talk about it within the context of what does it cost us for the choices that we have made. I know that opportunity cost is a term that is associated with economics. Anybody who uh, studied economics, or even if you, like me, were cursorily introduced to economics in in high school or in college, uh, then you know what, uh, you're familiar with the term, the opportunity cost. I remember when I was in uh, college, I dropped out of college, just so you know, I didn't complete my education, my college education, just so you know. Uh, (laughs) I just thought I would insert that in there, (laughs) right? And I dropped out of college, but I remember the thing that fascinated me was talking about economics. I found economics rather interesting, not in a scientific way, but sort of how do things work? How do systems of money work? How were they created? Whose ideas were these? That was kind of my interest and how do we continue to perpetuate it and what will it look like? Will it look the same in a hundred years? Will it look different in the future? And so I was a student of economics. I mean, I asked, I was one of those students who probably ruined my teacher because I kept asking why, why, what does it mean? Elaborate, expand. Uh, what, what, what does that mean? Why does that happen? Who created this and for what purpose? And so as we, uh, as we examine it, you see that there are some correlations 
to what choices we make. But before we get into that, how many of you watched football yesterday? The LSU-Bama game I missed. I was out speaking somewhere, so I missed that one. But um, the Michigan State game, what a disappointment that was. Oh my God, they were leading 28 to three. And then all of a sudden, so Michigan State missed that. That was their opportunity cost right there. That was their opportunity cost. I mean, it just went like, boom, like you were leading by 25 points. And then all of a sudden they come and beat you. I don't know what happened there, but that was their opportunity cost. I imagine the coach is, is, is sitting somewhere this morning, scratching his head like, my God, we had it in the bag. I don't know what has happened to Michigan State football in the last four years. It, 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 it kind of just like went the way of, I don't know. After they went to the Rose Bowl, they just, it, it, it was just over. It's been over ever since then. So they probably need some prayer, but I don't know if it's my prayer because I'm, I'm a Michigan State fan, so I'm a little caught up in that, right? And then, of course, there was college football. So today is the NFL. So it's football. And I'm encouraging all of us to take a break after my podcast has ended. You should take a break. And I'm encouraging everyone to go watch some football. Drop the politics for a minute. I don't like when uh, sports become politicized because you need an avenue and an outlet. So we're going to drop the politics and we're just going to enjoy a game of football. We're not going to think about anything else but what is going on on the field, right? and how we're going to cheer our favorite team and, and be the couch uh, coach, right? We're going to coach from the couch and we're going to quarterback from the couch, <laughs> right? And we're going to cheer on our favorite football teams today. And for just a few minutes, we're just going to be ordinary folk. And it's a Sunday and we have had our inspirational talk and then we're just going to sit back, cook dinner. So while I'm cooking, I'm going to be watching football and every TV in my house is going to be tuned into football, right? So, <laughs> because tomorrow it's going to be real iffy, sucks, right? So in the upper peninsula of Michigan, they already have had snow. That bad boy is coming down. It's coming down to the southern tip of Michigan. Ew, <laughs> Arctic blast coming from Arctic Canada. So shout out to Canada for sending us their bad weather. Ew. <laughs> Still love Canada though and Canadians, <laughs> right? So how was your weekend? How has your weekend been? Everybody been having a good time? What did you all do on Friday night? Did you do anything? Did you? You didn't do anything? No? Okay. Didn't do anything on Friday night? Okay. Saturday? What did you all do yesterday? I know everybody was trying to do their yard work and, and sweeping the leaves and raking leaves and so on and clearing out the gutters because it's about to get frigid over here. <laughs> We're kind of just rolling into this like Thanksgiving looks like it's going to be frozen chosen and we're just going to go through it. Hopefully what this means is that we're going to have an early winter, hey, hey, and it could wrap up by the end of January. Wouldn't that be sweet? Oh, wouldn't that be sweet? Instead of me sitting here showing you pictures of what my front door looks. You remember last winter? Uh-uh, we're not going there. We're not going to go there. No. Okay. So <laughs> yesterday I had the opportunity to go uh, speak somewhere. I was preaching yesterday. So I put on my preacher girl hat. I went somewhere to preach. So don't accuse me of being a fascist now. 
I, I was preaching, right? It's part of what we do. We call it speaking, it's preaching, it's delivering, it's a message. Just like other speakers, this is just another form of speaking, right? So today on our show, I want to talk about the opportunity cost of the choices that we make. And I want to talk about it within the context of how do we make choices and what would be the alternative to the choice that we make? What would it cost us? And I think we need to talk about it because oftentimes what we find is that we sometimes are forgetting that as individuals, we make choices. Sometimes we make, we seem to make choices in a vacuum, like it's just something you thought of. Or sometimes we simply just make choices. Sometimes they don't look thought out when we make them. Sometimes you wonder about stuff. Sometimes you wonder if were we thinking when we made this choice? Did we, how did we arrive at this place? How did we arrive at these choices? That's your opportunity cost. What did it cost you to make this choice? Some of us choose to, like me, I was in a time in my life when I didn't see how I could pay for college. I didn't live in an environment where I could apply for student loans. I didn't live in an environment where I had the financial support. So I dropped out of college because I couldn't see how I could make it forward. That was my opportunity cost. What did it cost me to make that choice? It cost me everything. Do you see what I'm making? I also made a choice to marry the man I married, my first husband. And so far I've only had one, <laughs> so, but we're looking forward to the second time around. Amen. But the opportunity cost of that was it took 20 years to get rid of that one bad decision. If the cost, what it cost me was almost left alone, abandoned, rejected, and of course, ignored, not taken care of the financial destitution that emerged from making that cost. This was my opportunity cost, the opportunity cost of marrying the wrong person. So I want to break it down for you because I want to put it into your everyday life and make it applicable to where you are, because you might be thinking, I make choices every day. Is there an opportunity cost to every choice you make? Not necessarily just the most important choices that you make. And what are the most important choices that we make? We sometimes think that the most important choices we make is buying a home or buying a car. Well, that's what they advertise on TV. They want you to think that those are the most important choices. No, the most important choice you will make is choosing the person you marry. That's the most important choice. And if we stop to think about it and get out of our hormones for just a bit, and we start looking and evaluating the choices we make about the person we marry, guess what? We will know then that we've made the right choices. Sometimes we rush into a decision to get married and we end up marrying the wrong person and the opportunity cost cost us forever. You all can say, attest to that. You men are nodding your heads, shaking your heads because you end up paying child support. You end up paying alimony to someone whom when you look at it, you're like, how did I end up here in the first place? Well, such was my dilemma. Such was what happened to me. I made a choice to marry someone and then I found myself years into it saying, how did I arrive at this place? What is it gonna cost me to get myself out of this relationship, out of this wicked marriage? And then what it did cost me was that it almost cost me my life. That was my opportunity cost. And so you have to look at it 
from the perspective. Sometimes we just need to get out of ourselves. And I'm going to stay here and linger for just a bit about this relationship thing, about the opportunity cost of marrying the right person, of choosing the right person to marry. Sometimes we allow our emotions and our hormones to influence our choices. When choosing a spouse, Sometimes that's why I think sometimes arranged marriages are better because sometimes when we think of our hormones, our hormones get happy. It's easy for your our hormones to get happy. They just need the right kind of stimulation that anybody can bring stimulation. That's not the person whom you should marry. When you marry somebody, you have to think, how are they going to fit into your life? How are they going to, if you have a business, you're bringing that person into your business. So while your hormones are happy, Will your business be happy by the participation of this person? Yesterday, my daughter brought me a, 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 an Instagram of a young man she's following. He restores homes. And she she brought, uh, she, while she was scrolling through the pictures, she was showing me he just got married. He restores million dollar homes. So his budget is in the millions. And he got married to this young woman. And just by looking at her, you could tell from the pictures that she posts, she's in it for the publicity. It appears that she's just in it for the publicity. She's in it for the money and the access that he has, but he is hung dog in love. And I thought about it and I was wondering to myself, why did that strike a chord with me? You know, they're young, you know, you want to celebrate love and you want to celebrate the fact that they're getting married. And I'm like, and I said, because in a few years, he's going to have an opportunity cost. And she said, what do you mean? I said, because that girl doesn't love him. He brought her into his, his business. He didn't sign a prenup because his hormones got happy. He didn't value his business enough. And now in a few years, she's going to meet one of his clients and ride off with one of his clients into the sunset. And he's going to be stuck with separating his business, breaking his business apart, giving her half of his business. And she's going to walk away with not just half of his business, but his entire heart because his heart will be broken because his business is broken. I said, that right there is his going to be his opportunity cost. And she was like, wow. And I said, yes, because we don't think like this. When you are going to marry someone, you have to think about the opportunity cost. What is the opportunity cost of me making this decision to be with this person? I think if most of us were to stop and think about the opportunity cost, guess what? We probably would not be with some people. There are some people we make hasty decisions for. You want a booty call and that 2 a.m. booty call end up in 18 years of child support. That 2 a.m. booty call ends up in a visit to the health clinic and you being stuck with the label of having a sexually transmitted disease. That's the opportunity cost. The opportunity cost of you not going to school and getting a degree means you have to work menial jobs for the rest of your life. You never can pay your bills. You can never get out of it. You just seem to be in this broken cycle. The opportunity cost of us not going to therapy after traumatic situations happen in our lives means we continue to live in a cycle of broken relationships, broken this, broken that, and we never get healed from the the baggage and the bondages that we carry. Yes, it's bondage. Anything that keeps you unstuck in a way that you shouldn't, where you don't have liberated thinking and you continually respond to situations the same way, that is bondage. That is your opportunity cost. Did you fall from the vending machine? Cause you're looking like a snack. Thank you for your uh, contribution to our broadcast this morning. Thank you very much. Now keep it moving and move on to the next one. You might want to go on somebody else's page and post that, but thank you.
right? I'm, did I fall from the vending machine because I look like a snack? Thank you. Do you see what I'm saying? That's his opportunity. The opportunity cost of me being here today is somebody telling me I look like I fell from the vending machine and I look like a snack. I don't know what to do with that. But anyway, <laughs> I really don't know how to dispose of that. Right? But thank you for your contribution. We appreciate it. I kid you not. This is what happens when you're a public official, when you're a public person, and you. this is what we go through. People say all kinds of stuff. But thank you. But do you see what I'm saying? Right? So my, so the risk of me taking a risk to marry someone who obviously was not suited for me, who I should have thought and given more thought to before pursuing, that is what happened. And my friends, marriage is not something to enter lightly. I entered into a marriage with someone whom I thought would have loved me, I thought, would have loved me and taken care of me meaning he would never hurt me and instead i got beaten almost killed right and it took 20 years to extricate myself from that mess the opportunity cost what is your opportunity cost you're sitting there with a dream of a vision that you have to do something what is your opportunity cost that's what you should think about what is it going to cost you to pursue your dream is it going to break up your family is it going to cost you your money? Your money is sometimes the least of it because you can make money over and over. You can invest money. But what about the other costs that once you invest yourself in, you can't extricate like that young man I told you, he invested in his hormones. Well, that's going to, he's going to reap what he sows later on because you can't just get up and get married to people without thinking it through. Now there, there are, there is such a thing as love at first sight. And some of those folks, have married and have stayed married for 30 to 40 years. Sometimes it's not even love. You just look at someone and you say, you know what? This is perhaps someone I can build a life with. This is someone who I trust who will stay with me. That's an opportunity cost. I was talking to a gentleman yesterday and he's been married for 41 years. And this was, this is his second marriage. The first marriage he said lasted only four years because they were not well suited. They were not suited for each other. And he didn't know that until he was in it. And he said when he met his second wife, he said it wasn't love at first sight. He was just curious. He had seen her before and was just curious. And then they, they were introduced and he talked to her. And then he went back and talked to her and talked to her. And then they started going out and then it became serious. 41 years later, they're still married. That was his opportunity cost. He said it's the best decision he ever made because he said it kept him through some of the toughest years in his life, that marriage kept him. Do you see what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is what is, you have to assess what is it gonna cost you to fulfill that what you want. And sometimes we make decisions impulsively. Who has an impulse? We all do. But do you control it? Here's one of the things I've learned. A friend of mine is someone who told me that when his friends were going through a midlife crisis, he was not. He said they were moving out of their homes and leaving their wives and, you know, going to buy expensive cars. He said he sat down and assessed what each of those decisions would mean for him. And he said, when it got to that stage, some people went and bought a house that they really couldn't afford, but they felt like if they didn't do it now, it would never happen kind of thing. 
and then they ended up paying for it. He said he stayed in the same house he has lived in for almost 15 years and tried to pay it off so that he will, he said he just sat there and made it. He said midlife crisis never hit him. He didn't go out and, you know, put on a gold chain in his chest with hair on his chest and go find somebody who is 35 years younger than him just to prove that he still had what it takes. Good morning, right? Can you believe it? That was his opportunity cost. He said for his friends who made that decision, they're still paying for it. They ended up with a second family and now they have child support having sent the, uh, the first set of kids to college. Now they have child support and are stuck. Do you see what I'm saying? Real talk, real talk. Somebody says real talk, real talk. Do you see what I'm saying? We need to start thinking about these kinds of things. We need to start what is the opportunity cost. I guarantee you after this message today, every time you're going to make a decision, you're going to ask yourself this question. What is the opportunity cost? The opportunity cost means that it is the valuable. What is the value of the most valuable choice? What is the alternative? If I don't make this decision, that's what you're going to have to assess. If I don't make the decision to marry this person, what is the alternative? Think about that. If I marry this person, what is it going to cost? You can't just bring people into your life and your hormones get happy one night, two nights, and then, you know, and it, you, you just say, oh my God, I've never experienced anything like this. This must be the one. No, that's not the way that you make that decision, especially for yourself. You have to make a conscious decision. I'm 50, I'm 45, I'm heading into a midlife. If something were to happen to me, is this the person who is going to be there? Or are they going to take off the first time I go to the doctor? Are they going to be there? Are they just in this for the ride on my arm? Are they just wanting a ride on my arm and a ride to my bank account? And they're going to ride with me to the bank. And when they leave the bank, I am in a less position than ever. You've got to make it. Do I have a witness? You've got to figure out what is the opportunity cost. We allow our hormones to dictate. You go to the mall, for instance, and you see something that you like, and your hormones are like, get it, get it, get it. What is the opportunity cost of getting it, that you can't pay your bills? Right now, we're going to be faced with a situation. You know what's coming up next? The advertisers are gonna kill us all with advertising for Black Friday. It's coming. So you have some limit on your credit card because you're trying all year long to pay the debt down. Am I talking to anybody in here, right? You're a minimalist, right? So you're trying to pay your debt down. So you have some space on your credit card. They know you have some space on your credit card. So they're going to flash things before you and you're going to be like, that's a steal. So you're going to say that's an opportunity cost because that's a steal. So after Thanksgiving, you might even leave your Thanksgiving meal on the table. Instead of sitting on the table and enjoying the fellowship of family and loved ones, you're going to get up and go to a Black Friday shopping and you're going to kill it. What's the opportunity cost? You're going to wipe out the, the, the savings you have made. You're going to transfer money from your savings to your checking to cover the cost of this. You're going to max out your credit card to buy stuff that just stays piled up. How many of us have places in our homes where stuff is just piled up? I have a storage room. You know what I did? I cleaned it out. I kid you not. I cleaned it out. I cleaned it out and I shut the darn door. I kid you not. I cleaned it out. I'm like, the only thing that's going in there is stuff. I'm not putting anything in there. And I mean it. I cleaned it out, painted it all out and so on. And I'm like, you need to sit there empty as a reminder of why I'm never going to buy stuff.
that I don't need. You see what I'm saying? Minimize. Do you see? So what is going to be your opportunity cost come Black Friday? You're going to kill yourself. You're going to be so influenced. Oh, this is at a good cost. You're going to go out and you're going to spend and spend and spend. And you're going to be like, well, uh, and the more you spend is the more euphoric you're going to feel. It's actually going to give you a high. Well, the manufacturers and the retailers know that. And then they're going to kill you with stuff. So after you do that and you say, well, it wasn't so bad. I still have some money left on this card. You know what they're going to do? Come Cyber Monday, they flood you with stuff. Cyber Monday deals. Start shopping at 4 a.m. And people are going to click, click, click. And then come the end of the year, guess what? You're right back where you started at the beginning of the year. Debt ridden. That's going to be your opportunity cost. No, I'm over it. I'm at the point that the things that make me happy aren't materialistic. You go. I celebrate you. You go. Do you see what I'm saying? That's going to be your opportunity cost. And you're going to be like, man, I thought I was working on a plan to get out of debt. I mean, I thought, I thought, and not realizing you step right back into it. How many of you are single right now? Raise your hand. What's the opportunity cost of you being single? Peace of mind. They are still the physical stuff. Peace of mind, right? Wait for the right person. Don't just let your hormones tell you that just because this one does it that way and it tickles you different, that means that's the right person. No, don't let them smile in your face and tell you how much they love you and flutter their eyelashes and bat eyelashes at you. No, they're looking for a ride to your bank account. They're on their way to getting a ride to your bank account. They're riding right up into your business. If you don't believe me, take it on for a trial. Ask them, just take them down to your business and say, this is going to be my wife and see what happens. She started telling you about the changes she's going to make. She started telling the employees, there's a new sheriff in town. That's how you're going to know. Just watch what they do. You've got to be careful about that opportunity cost. It costs you something to be here. My youngest daughter is, is, is 17, right? And I, I like to tell her what it costs for her to be here because you tell your boys to just go steady. Absolutely, just go steady. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with going steady? And I tell my youngest daughter what it costs for her to be here because kids today just think, oh, mom and dad just went to bed and I emerged and, ha, da, 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 da. and I'm like, no, it didn't happen like that. Let me tell you what it costs. I went through nine months. I carried your big head in my tummy for nine months. I had to hold my belly. That's how big your head was and how heavy it was. So when she was 13, she giggled. No, she's actually looking at me. She said, you know, I did go on YouTube and look up what that was like. And I just want to tell you, thank you, mom, for doing that. I said, oh, did you watch the YouTube version of what people give birth? I said, did you see that? And she's like, yeah. And I said, it's not gross. She said, not anymore, because it looks like it was really painful. And I'm like, well, that's what it costs your big head to get here. She, she's, you know, and, and she gets it. I know you're all laughing, but I had to put it into context for her to relate to it. So she understands she can't just get up and just go driving somewhere and just doing whatever. It costs something for her to be here. And I outline it. I said, this is what it costs. It's not just a material cost. I said, from the day you're born until you turn 18, it took almost a million dollars to raise it. She was like, what? I said, did you see me rich? Did you see me have anything? I said, let me ask you this. If I didn't have you, where would I be right now? And she's like, I don't know, but that's a good thought. I said, think about it. 
what would I be doing if I weren't mothering you? I said, well, that's my opportunity cost. I said, that's what it costs for you to be here. Sometimes we have to outline it and write it down. The Bible says very clearly, write the vision and make it plain so that they who see can run with it. What it means is that if you don't spell it out for people, they're never going to see what it actually really costs for them to make the choices that they make. We all make a choice. We all have a choice to make. And when we make that choice, we make that choice based upon a series of actions. Like that young man I tell you who restores home. Have a great future in front of him. I mean, he is a millionaire already without him even being. And he's conservative because they live in a little house and he fixed it up. Pretty soon she's going to say, no, she wants a palace. And he's going to put himself and his business into that to give her. Because he's going to justify it by saying, I love her. Even though something deep down inside of him is saying, boy, you better break up, break up, watch up, watch up pull back, pull back. Cause you just never know. You don't just take risks like that. What is the opportunity cost? It's the risks we take. We take risks based on decisions that we make. Sometimes some of these decisions are sketchy and we say, well, you know, and you're asking why girls do that. Why do they do that? Money, money. Today we live in a virtual world. Everything is about.